Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. We got a fine weekend, fall weekend in store for us. Bryce is here with me today, and uh, hey, good morning, Bryce. You said this is a fine weekend, right? Fine weekend. Meaning no rain? No rain. Okay. Not this weekend. Not this weekend. Last weekend we got. Yeah, was there was almost biblical. There was a little bit of precipitation last week. You know what I was doing last weekend, Doug? I think you told me you went camping. I went camping. Yeah. In a pop-up camper with my wife. Oh, boy. So we were locked into a, what is it, about a 8 by 20 foot space for eh, around 48 hours. Nobody wants to be locked in an 8 by 20 foot space with me for 40 seconds, let alone 40 <laughs> hours. So uh, my wife was a trooper. And uh, yeah, we, we did get a little bit of a break there where we got to do some kayak and we went out to Lake Jordan. But there is nothing more miserable than having to move all of your stuff out of a pop-up camper in the rain into your van and then shutting down the camper and then putting the kayaks on top of the camper all while biblical amounts of precipitation are coming down. So it was pretty miserable. Uh, we got home Sunday, ran one o'clock-ish, you know, just in time for the games. I took a little nap. When I woke up, mentioned, my, well, what have you been up to? She put the camper up for sale. <laughs> it was on Craigslist, and uh, it's already it's already sold. <laughs> so we, we, she decided, she made, she made the, uh, the commanding call that from now on, if we go camping, we're going to go into a uh, little yurt or something like that, a little uh, log cabin and... We don't have to worry about uh, cranking stuff up or down or that kind of stuff. So well, that was my weekend. It seems to me like every time you guys go camping, it rains on you. Now, in the ad, did she put full disclosure, this camper is weather jinxed? No, she didn't do that. <laughs> uh, but maybe what we should do is sell it to somebody in California. So when they go camping, and it'll at least it'll rain out there and they can get a little bit of moisture going out there where the fires are. With your luck, it better be Arizona. Oh, jeez. I tell you, that was miserable. <laughs> So, but at least at least I had internet and I could catch a few games going on college games. Doug, we uh, we want to give a shout out here before we get started on our, all of our financial talk for the week. We want to give a shout out to those men and women, and especially the families who support them of uh, those who put on the uniform, uh, whether it is the some type of military uniform or a police uniform, uh, whatever you're doing out there. Thank you, folks, because you are an integral part of. What makes America great? And we want to thank you for the sacrifices that you make and the sweat and uh, tears that you put into your job every day. Doug, as I, as I mentioned, you also put on the uniform some years ago, so thank you for your service as well. Do you know, I just figured this out, next February, it will be 40 years since I entered service. 40 years. Yep. All right. 40. Well, it was, uh, it was 52 years ago. 52, 51 years ago, 51 years ago, uh, last month that my father passed away, gave his life wow. in service. Yeah. So, all right, folks, thank you out there. Doug, we have uh, a good show online for us today. And, you know, we should introduce ourselves. I guess, I guess the introduction was in there, but uh, we're fiduciaries, we're retirement specialists, we're financial planners, and that's what this show is going to be about. So kick back in your chair, and uh, Doug's going to share some wisdom with you. Yeah, we... Uh we're looking at a few things this this week to prepare for the show, and there's some just some kind of neat little ideas. There was this article in Fox Business uh, that said uh, more than half of retirees wish they'd budgeted more for unplanned expenses. What do you think about that? Well, I, that certainly rings true. I, I'm surprised that it's only half because that rings true when we sit down with people 
to start doing financial planning for them, what we sit down with close to 100 people a year, I would say probably one of the questions that we ask them is if you could make financial decisions now that you had made poorly in the past, what changes would you make? And I would say about eight out of 10, seven out of 10 times that answer is I would have started saving sooner. Or more. Or more. Both. Yeah, it's yeah, one of those two things. right, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we, we tell folks, you know, the rule of thumb is to have about, um, you know, a couple months worth of living expenses in an emergency fund. And, uh, you know, I'd say by and large, most people have that or more. Uh, some need more than that. Some some don't. But uh, you never know when an unplanned expense is going to happen. Why Why wouldn't you want to keep unplanned expense money in an investment, Doug? Well, because you might have to have it immediately. In hmm. some investments, you just can't liquidate immediately or if you can it's the wrong time to do it and and even if it was in a stock or something you got the three-day settlement period when the bank runs over the weekend you're looking at five days yeah absolutely so i know the bank doesn't pay anything but if if you've got an emergency you can get it yeah yeah so folks ask yourself what uh how much emergency funds and usually the way we think about that is in uh, months of expenses so if your monthly expenses are three thousand dollars and you want to have six months obviously you'd have eighteen thousand dollars set aside in a fdic short-term uh, money market savings account something like that and so that's what a majority according to this fox business news article doug a majority of people said that uh, they wish they had planned better around that specific circumstance why don't you take the next one well, I have caught the show from time to time. I know it is kind of a cult classic out there that some people just absolutely can't get enough of this show. It's Shark Tank. And uh, one of the uh, hosts of Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary, says that if you invest $100 a week, it's going to make you a millionaire by retirement. Uh, I'm going to guess that our clients ha- have reached that million-dollar mark and have to save at a much higher clip than that. Well, if you didn't start saving at... Well, you did the math on this, Doug. What was it? You have to start saving around 22? So, yeah, around 20 because it's going to take you 40 years at 6% at $100 a week Okay. to get it done. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the math works, and 40 years at 20 is 60, so, you know, that's about retirement age. For so, some. so, again, we meet with close to around 100 people a year um, and do financial planning for them. What percentage would you say of them out there actually started saving $100 a week? Uh, starting at age 20. Oh my gosh, that no. <laughs> Zero? No, right. Zero percentage? Yeah, yeah at 20, no If way. you're 20, you are not putting $100 away a week. You're putting $100 toward going out and drinking and, right. and you know taking a woman out on a date, that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly, and then you get married and you got a whole family to, you know, to, to spend money on. So, so that yeah. doesn't start happening often for people until... 40s and 50s. Exactly. Yeah. Kids which, are out of the house. Which at that point, it's not $100 a week that it's going to take you. It's going to take you a couple thousand dollars a month yep. to get up to that point. You know, I, my guess is uh, you can probably identify with some of the stories we've been sharing with you folks uh, today. And um, maybe a particular question we covered stuck a chord with you. Or perhaps uh, we didn't cover something that's on your mind, but you have a burning financial question and you're wondering if we can help. Yeah, you know, if, if any of the things that we talk about, whether it's this week or any other week, ring true to you, uh, Doug and I both encourage you to give us a call. And you don't have to wait until the right time. You can just give us a call right now. 
Uh, we love hearing from our listeners, especially when somebody like Tim corrects me that I say a 65 split window Corvette and it's a 63 split window Corvette. That was embarrassing. Thanks, Tim. Um, many of you just have a simple question and we like hearing from you. And sometimes we end up being able to help you put together full blown financial plans. We're, we're here to help you gain more confidence in your financial plan, but you have to be the one to start the conversation. It can't be us starting the conversation 100% of the time. But you know, I still prefer that 68 Camaro SS. I don't know why. You know, anyway, give us a call right now and leave a voicemail while it's on your mind. Let us know what you're interested in. Let us know that you want to have a complimentary financial review. And we're going to call you right back on Monday morning and schedule that visit. So when you come in, here's what you can expect. In addition to spending some time getting to know each other, we're going to analyze your current portfolio. We're going to run a fee report to see what uh, the plan is costing you. We'll analyze your inflation's impact on your plan 20, even 30 years down the road. And if you haven't considered the impact of taxes on your retirement, we're going to make sure that your new plan takes the possibility of likely rising taxes very seriously. This is how you can get a much more accurate look at the financial and retirement health. And it's how you get answers to those burning questions that are on your mind. Now, Bryce, he's going to tell you how to get in touch with us. And we can't wait to visit with you soon. Well, it's pretty simple, folks. I would guess about 100% of you out there have a telephone. So what you want to do is you want to pick that up and you want to push these buttons in this order. 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. You can also uh, get a second opinion review online at thewealthguardians.com. You just got to click the blue button. But folks, as I mentioned, uh, we're financial planners. We focus specifically on retirement planning. So if you are approaching that age of retirement and you're wondering, is it is it next year? Is it the year after that? Is it three years away? How far is retirement for me? We want to help you get those answers. So again, 336-391-3409. And most importantly, we operate on the fiduciary standard. Believe it or not, Doug, you know this, I know this, but the people out there might not know this, that half of the advisors out there, over half of the advisors out there are not obligated to work on the fiduciary standard. You have your certificates. I have my licenses and certificates. Uh, we are obligated to make any recommendation in your best interest, not just what's suitable for you. So keep that in mind. Now, we're about to head to a break. And if you've listened to the show before, then you know this is the point of the show where I ask a trivia question. And you said you had a good one for me. I do. Uh, you know, Doug, uh, you have your background in the Navy. And uh, last Last week, we stumped you with the James Bond question, so this week, I'm trying to find some. I can't, I can't have you look too foolish every week. So, <laughs> let's see. I know you're going to get this one. On October 14th, 1947, the first human flew faster than the speed of sound in a Bell X-1 rocket, which is an experimental aircraft. The speed that this person uh, got to was Mach 1.07 at 45,000 feet, 700 miles per hour. Who was this pilot? I know. I know you know because you're a pilot yourself. Every pilot knows this. Folks, stick around through the break. We will be back in just a few moments and give you that answer and have some more conversations around financial planning. Stick around. Okay, folks, welcome back. Thank you for sticking around through the break. This is the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm Bryce Payne in Chair 1, and right here next to me is Doug Ray in Chair 2, the founder of the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. So we've got some more uh, financial gems to share with you here in the next uh, 10 minutes or so. But before we uh, do that, we wanted to get back to that trivia question. We can't stump Doug every week. 
Doug, you uh, what did you fly in the Navy? Well, I flew P3s and I flew A6s. Did you ever get up to a Mach 1.07? A little faster than that. Faster than that. Okay. Than A6. Well, folks, here was our trivia question. October 14th, 1947, the first human flew faster than the speed of sound in an experimental aircraft called the Bell X-1 rocket. He achieved the speed. Okay, there, I started to give it away. He. Uh, the speed was Mach 1.07, which is 700 miles per hour. This happened at 45,000 feet. And who was this pilot? Doug, you know the answer to this, but there are not... We are somewhat limited in this country. I get... Well, maybe we're not limited. There are a number of heroes that we have in this country, but this man would genuinely be one of those mm-hmm. heroes. I would certainly say that. And who is he? Chuck Yeager. General. General, General Chuck, Chuck Yeager. Yeager. Right. That's correct. And I uncovered a few other little tidbits about this that uh, I didn't know. Maybe you did know this. Uh, he was a World War II ace. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Mm-hmm. 200 and... No, I'm sorry. 121 kills he had. That's interesting. Uh, did you know that when he uh, did that um, uh, fabled flight, uh, first time to go over uh, Mach 1, that he did that with several broken ribs from a horseback riding incident a few days earlier? I did not know that. Would that not hurt? It would hurt. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have been at uh, at Mach 1 before, and I felt the G's. That would hurt. Breathing hurts with broken ribs. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, So he was also a World War II ace, as we said. He's still alive. Chuck, Is he? I Chuck didn't Ye- know that. Oh, yeah, I was kind of surprised about this, too. He's still alive. He's 97. Wow. And one other little fact about Chuck Yeager, General Chuck Yeager, is in 1952, he broke the record again at 1,650 miles per hour. So just in the span of five years, he went from setting the record at, at 700 miles per hour to 1,650. That's over twice as fast in just five years. That must have been in the X-15. I didn't catch what flight it was, yeah. but okay. Well, there's our <clears throat> trivia question, folks. Raise your hand out there if you got it right. Yeah, I see a few of you. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Doug, we are going to talk in the second segment of our show here about financial commandments. Yeah, it kind of te- you know, takes the uh, form of the Ten Commandments, but sure. I think there's some, some wisdom in this. Very good. Let's go into it. The first one, thou shalt not compare your investments to the stock market without the proper context. Boy, that is key. It is. You know, people inherently, they go home in the evening and they look at what the Dow and the S&P has done and they compare their account and they're disappointed if their account hadn't done what the Dow and the S&P did, especially if it's going up. You can't do that because you're not in the Dow and the S&P. No. Most of you aren't. And if you've got a blended portfolio with diversified risk, you're not going to do what the Dow and the S&P does. And when the Dow and the S&P goes down, you better be glad you are diversified. That's absolutely correct. And if you are approaching retirement or in retirement, the Dow and the S&P should not be your benchmark by any stretch of the imagination. There are other benchmarks to use. And so, folks, uh, please don't look at the S&P. That, that's like me. I play disc golf. And that would be like me taking a look at what Eagle McMahon threw or Ken Climo threw and my saying, well, I didn't get that, so I'm going to quit this game. No, those guys are good. Mm-hmm. I'm poor at the game. Yeah. So all I'm doing is comparing myself to what somebody else like me does. Uh, I don't I don't compare it out to the best of the best. Okay, well, that's a good one. So folks, keep that in mind. Please do not compare your returns to the S&P without the proper context. Yeah, and I'll add this to, to that. You know, we do a risk analysis of your portfolio 
the scale is 0 to 100, the S&P 500 is a 75. Meaning that if, it, if you had a score of 1, you would be taking no risk in your portfolio. Right. If you had a score of 100, you'd be taking an enormous amount of risk. With and the S&P is a 75, 75, so it's up right. there. So you don't want to, especially if you're in retirement, to be anywhere near a 75. Well, a 75 basically means if we repeated the financial crisis again, you're losing over 50% of your assets. That's right. And folks, unless you feel comfortable mathematically losing 50% of your assets, which if you're close to retirement, please don't be comfortable with that. That mm-hmm. is not what you should be comfortable with. Then you don't want to compare yourself to the S&P. All right, let's move on to the second one here, Doug. Thou shalt not give up before giving your strategy enough time to play out. You know, I've been in this business, what, 32 years now? I have seen more impatient investors in, than I care to see again. I mean, you know, they'll get into an investment, and then if it doesn't work for them right away, they're ready to move on to something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that unless you want to be a day trader or something like that, and then you're on your own, uh, especially if you put together a retirement plan. That is a long-term plan. And that thing is designed to play out for 10, 15, 20 years, not 10, 15, 20 seconds. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I can go back to disc golf. I remember vividly, uh, it was 24 years ago that I threw a disc for the first time, and it went almost straight up in the air. I was used to throwing a Frisbee. went almost straight up in the air and came back far left, and it probably only went about 30 feet, maybe maybe 40 feet. And I thought, it had I thought, oh, well, then forget this game. I can't do this. No, you got to put some time and patience into things. And uh, fortunately, now I can throw a little bit further than that. Not much, but a little bit further than that. So, folks, as, as we say on there, give it some patience. Let it ride out. You're not going to get necessarily immediate success like you want to in day one or day two of your uh, new investment portfolio. Doug, what do we got for number three? Let's see. Number three, thou shalt not chase big returns too late in life. That would be true. Um that uh, why why wouldn't you want to do that, Doug? Because if you do that, then you are subjecting yourself to way too much risk. So the potential for big returns has the potential for big losses. Isn't it funny how two of these, number one and number three, mm-hmm. have come right back to risk? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- I think that speaks for itself, um, folks. If you want to win big, you have to be able to lose big. If you don't feel comfortable losing big, losing 30, 40, 50 percent of your assets for a period of time, then you probably don't want to be shooting for the moon. And when you do lose 30 or 40 percent, Doug, that can often take four years or even more to get back. And if you're in retirement and you're taking withdrawals from your account at that particular time, you're probably not going to get back to even. So that's tough. That's a tough position to be in. So you got to position yourself properly for that. Number four out of num- out of five of them here is thou shalt not ignore costs and fees. Well, that's a big one for us. It really is. I mean, our goal is to try to reduce your fees at least by half or as much as possible. And in our second meeting, a part of that second meeting is we try to show you the impact fees have over time. We've got a pretty dramatic uh, graph that says, okay, if you had a million dollars, over a 15-year period of time, and you had 1%, 2%, 3% fees, what would it grow to? Well, at 3% fees during that period of 15-year period of time, which included the decade of 2000 mm. to 2009, yep. you would have made nothing. No, 3% fee is going to wipe out all the gains that you would have Absolutely had. nothing. Now, had you had no fees in your portfolio during that time period, your million dollars would have grown to 1.5. But by the time you get up to a 3% fee, you're now underwater. 
So, folks, uh, any advisor that you go to is probably going to be more than happy to talk to you about the potential gains that your portfolio that he can position your portfolio for. But that's only half the game. It's like uh, uh, watching football. Scoring on the offense is one thing, but you also have to have good defense to not nullify all the points that you're putting on the board. And that's exactly what fees do. If you're getting, let's say, uh, 8% in returns, but you've got 4% in fees, then your net returns are only 4%. Well, if you're happy to settle for 4%, there's a way to do that where you're not subjecting yourself to the risk and the volatility that 8% gross returns are getting you. So, folks, think about that. And, uh, you know, that's just one thing that you have to consider is fees, not just the potential returns. You know, the fact that you're listening to this show today... It tells both Doug and myself a few things about you because you're probably like most of our clients. Yeah, you know, when it comes to taxes, you're okay paying your fair share, but you sure as heck don't want to pay a dime more than that. And you want a good return on your investments, but you're also concerned about taking way too much risk. And on the flip side, you'd be happy to ensure that you'd never lose any money, but you don't want to fall behind due to inflation. And you have more important things to do other than worry about trying to keep up with what the stock market does every single day. Yeah, that's very true. That's why it's just absolutely important to get a review of your financial situation and a customized retirement plan because you can address these things that are on your mind and eliminate all that time you spend worrying about your finances and about retirement. Now, ask yourself, wouldn't you rather put your time and energy into almost anything else? Well, you know, so if you've done a good job of preparing for retirement and want some help answering all these outstanding questions about your retirement, do give us a call. Let's set up that complimentary financial review. Like we've said a million times, there's no No cost, cost, no no obligation obligation with that review. You know, it's just a chance for us to meet and and talk about things that are on your mind and find out uh, what's the best way we can plan for your retirement. It's basically providing you information and giving you answers to whatever questions are in the back of your head. And you might not even know what all the questions are, but we help you formulate those as well and then give you the answers to them. All you have to do is give us a call. It's 336-391-3409. It's 336-391-3409. You can also reach out to us via that web thing. It's thewealthguardians.com and just click on the blue button. We do look forward to hearing from you and sitting down with you and going over your financial plan and seeing what uh, answers we can provide for you. So, Doug, we got one more here out of the Five Commandments. This is number five. Thou shalt not overlook the... I'm trying to say this in that voice. Thou shalt not overlook the importance of rebalancing and diversifying. Yeah, you know, on our equity side of our portfolios, we have a, a couple different volatility control portfolios. One of them is a very diversified, balanced ETF portfolio, and the other one is an all-stock portfolio. And, uh, you know, if you have a couple, three great years where they're racing ahead uh, and you've got a 50-50 allocation between equities and our bond replacement portfolio, uh, and say your equity side goes to 60%, Uh, you might want to rebalance it at that point, you know, move some over to the uh, uh, bond replacement side. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of kickback on that, Doug, in over the years that somebody would say, well, if that's the portion of my portfolio that's growing really well, why on earth would I want to lessen my uh, my portion in that high performing portfolio? Why wouldn't why aren't I bringing more money over to that side? Well, the answer is because that side when it goes up, really well. It's, that's the side that has the potential to go down really well. And you never want to over 
uh, weight yourself in the risky part of your investment. Exactly. You want to lock in some gains. When you're close to retirement or in retirement. That's the whole name of the game, folks, is trying to eliminate risk. There's a strategy that we use. It's called the Minimax strategy, which means that we are trying to minimize the maximum loss that your portfolio can be subjected to. Well, folks, it's it, at that time of the day. We hate to say goodbye to you, but uh, we will catch you again here next week. Again, 336-391-3409. Uh, Doug, you have a good weekend. And everybody out there, I hope you don't get caught in the rain in a pop-up camper. <laughs> have care. a great weekend, folks.